Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, he said, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Is what you read in Philippians when he said, Do not look on your own things. Also look on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ. So that's the same thing Paul is now saying here. He said, Bear ye one another's burdens. Okay, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Don't say if he's going through financial crisis, that is his own problem. No, the Bible said, Bear ye one another's burdens. And said, So fulfill the law, the law of Christ. What's the law of Christ? Love. A new commandment I give unto you. That's what the Bible says. A new commandment. So we know that that commandment is love. Hallelujah. So Paul said, For if any man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Verse 4. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. When you ask, who should I give to? You see that Paul was saying that the person who teaches you the word of God, let him that is taught, in the word, communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Who has been teaching you the word of God? Then what is your responsibility to that person? According to this scripture, communicate in all good things to them. And just because we have funny people in our days and in our time in this generation, we say, oh, communication is that always call the person always. When you have good news, just share it with him. That's what Paul was saying. Let's use another translation. Let him who receives instruction in the word of God share all good things with his teacher, contributing to his support. Let him who receives instruction in the word of God share all good things with his teacher, contributing to his support. He's not saying share your good news with the person that teaches you. Primarily, your pastors will teach you, but there are ministries who have been beneficial to you. There are people who have taught you the word of God over time, consistently. The Bible says that your response to that is that you should share, not in some things, not in few things. The Bible says in all good things with his teacher, contributing to his support. Now, let's flip our minds back again to the things that we're saying because I keep going back to fighting. In Titan, you are not to share in all good things. What was given to the priest is 10%. It's not everything. Just 10% of everything. In the New Testament, God is saying that those who, who teaches you the word of God, you are to communicate, share with them in every good thing. That means that everything that comes away, 
In every of your promotion, they are promoted. In every of your advancement, they, are, they can testify that, oh, this person is advancing. In every of your resources, in every of your salary raise, is reflecting in their lives that, hey, this person is having a raise. That's sharing in all good things. Now, you might not like that, but that's the word of God. He said, share all good things. And if you have the opportunities that God is elevating you and you are buying cars, go support the one who have been contributing to your, your progress spiritually. That's part of all good things. Except cars is not a good thing. If cars is a good thing, go contribute to them. Okay? If your lifestyle is changing by the virtue of the business that you are doing, blessed be God. But ensure that that lifestyle change is also rubbing off on the one who teaches you in God good things. You are ensuring that, oh, because now you can afford um, a G-Wagon, please ensure that at least you buy something for your pastor. It's not out of place. That's the word of God. It's share in all good things. Anything that is good, that's what the Bible is saying. Share with your teacher, the one who teaches you, the one who is instructing you. Make sure that you are contributing to his support. That every good thing that comes your way translates to support. Some people will say, oh, business has been coming wonderfully this day. Nobody can tell when good thing happens to you. Your pastor who teaches you the word, nobody can say when good things happen to you. Because it's not being translated into that relationship. God is saying, don't go that way. That's the word of God. Read it clearly. Read it in the Amplified. Read it in the KJV. Read it in the NLT. Read it in multiple versions. God is saying that go reach out. Don't leave your pastor stranded. Don't leave the people who teach you the word season out and in season. That's when it is convenient, when it's not convenient. Don't leave them hanging. Your, your success is only tied to you, okay? Business is booming only for you. And it's not reflecting in your giving. That's not a New Testament giving. That's why I keep saying that fighting and first fruits cannot be, cannot be how a believer will worship God with his substance. Someone said, well, the Bible says, honor the Lord with the first fruits of your substance. My dear brothers and sisters, that scripture was written to a particular audience. And that audience, we are Jews who have been mandated by the law to give first fruits. So therefore, he was writing to that audience. He was not writing to the old world. The epistles is to the old world. The book of Proverbs, as well as the Torah, was not to the old world primarily. They were written to the Jews. So therefore, the writer, being a Jew, wrote to the Jews, okay, to do the things that the law had necessitated them to do. Cannot quote that and say, oh, you are the pay first rule. No, 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 no. Okay, go back to the other episode with that, with that idea where we said, Jesus said that you cannot worship God like the fathers did. Part of the fathers, we are Cain and Abel, they are offering, they were the fathers. Before the law came the fathers. That's why part of what they practiced then found their way into the law. Before the law, there was polygamy. In the law, there is room for polygamy. True worshippers, this is the requirement. He looks huge, right? Sometimes I'm amazed if we can teach giving, New Testament giving. The way God has asked us to teach it in the New Testament and give instructions to the New Testament believers. Some of the things that many of us go back to the Lord thinking that we forgot something there will never happen. So God is saying here, let's go back to Galatians chapter 6, 6. God is saying that, that let him who receives instruction in the word share all good things with his teacher contributing to his support whether he hacks you or not contributes to the support these are some of the things that the lord began to lay in our hearts on tender by ministry at the end of the year we knew that we will be discussing this this year because the lord told us at the end of last year 
So it is no surprise that we are discussing this because this is the man of the Lord for his church. Now, when the Lord gave this instruction, it was timely when it was given, but in its application to the entire body of Christ, it is timeless. So it does not matter whether you are in Galatia, it does not matter whether you are in Nigeria, it does not matter whether you are in Kaduna, it does not matter whether wherever you are, this word still applies to us. Now, the Bible says, don't be deceived. And I want to call your attention to this. Okay, the Bible says this. Look at, do, be not deceived. God is not mocked. And that's, that's where we are going. Do not be deceived. Many times, people's giving have been hindered by a deception. One of that deception for the New Testament believer is titan. I clarify that to you. He's titan. He's titan. And say, so, oh, just give 10%. That's a deception. That's a deception for the New Testament believer. You must know that that's a deception. Because it's with the mind of Christ today that we are giving. We're not giving with the mind of the law. We're not giving with the mind of Moses. We are giving with the mind of Christ. And the Bible is saying that do not be deceived and deluded from um, the Amplified Version and misled. God will not allow himself to be snared at, scorned, disdained, or mocked. Verse 7, he said, by mere pretensions or professions, or by his preset being set aside, he inevitably deludes himself who attempts to delude God. For whatsoever a man sows, that and that only is what he will reap. Look at that amazing scripture. Let's just stay on that briefly. That means that when people do not fulfill what is in verse 6, that means that in verse 7, there's a deception in the mind. Now, if you read Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6 says that we should put on the old armor of God. Remember, he said that we may be able to stand against the deceit, the lies, the tricks of the devil. The tricks of the devil. He said we should do all to stand so that we can stand therefore. And one of the things he mentioned is the element of salvation. As I'm speaking to you, what I'm doing is that I'm re-engineering your mind so that you can have the mind of Christ. If you have the mind of Christ, that means that you've put the element of salvation on. If you know the purposes and plans of God for things, for your business, for your finances, you have put on the helmet of salvation in that regard. If you know about God's plans and purposes for marriages, you have put on the helmet of salvation in that regard. So that this delusion and the lies of the enemy can be thrown out. So the Bible is saying that do not be deceived. It's deception that, that makes you not to do verse 6. It's deception that makes you not to align your finances in line with God's own agenda. And said, God will not allow himself to be snared. How does that play out today? You know, many people say, you know, I, I, I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. You know, I'm a giver. I give to the Lord. I give to his work. But I just don't know. Business is not going on. No, that's a, that's a deception. God cannot allow himself to be disdained or mocked. Paul said something in Hebrews chapter 6. He said that God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love. So if things are not going out right in your finances, check yourself. Don't, don't tell the Lord. The Lord is faithful. On his own, God has consistently been faithful. Your forefathers will declare that God is faithful. Therefore, God can now not be unfaithful in your own situation. So check yourself. Where have you been deceived, deluded, and misled? Why is things not going well? And I give. Are you giving in line with what we've been discussing all through the series? Because if you, if you don't do that, then what you are doing is a mere pretension. 
You are just pretending. Oh, you are just professing that, oh, you are a giver. The Lord knows them that are is. That's what the word of God says. So if you are a giver, God, the Lord knows you. Things will locate you. But when you set his preset aside, the Bible calls this his preset. When you set this preset aside, when you set this principle, precept or principle, when you set this principle aside, you delude yourself. You're only lying to yourself. You're only complaining to yourself. And you're attempting to delude God, to paint God as if God is the one who deceives. God never deceives. Let all men be liars, but let God be true. For whatsoever, that's what Paul said there, whatsoever a man sows, whatsoever a man sows, Look at what he calls giving. Giving, he said, whatsoever a man sows. Because that principle is a kingdom principle I talked about. Whatsoever a man sows. What are you sowing? He said, that shall he reap. But it is not just what you sow, it's where you sow to. Hallelujah. In 7, it says, whatsoever a man sows, he will reap. In verse 8, he said, where you sow. So there are two things that Paul said here. The first is what he sows. Are you sowing your time? If you sow your time to the Lord, men will create time for you, even out of their inconvenience. If you sow your creativity to the Lord, the Lord will bless you with abundance of creativity. If you use your creativity to advance the things and purposes of the church, of his kingdom, of sharing the gospel, there's so much work that needs to be done. And there's so much resources that needs to go into it, both human and material. If you sow that, you are going to reap exactly. That's the, that's the principle. You sow your creativity. Don't, if, if, if you're saying that, oh, I lack business ideas, go and think about ideas for the church, about for your local church. What can they do? How can they advance? How can they reach other people? Go and put your creativity in use there. And see if the Lord will not bless you with the same thing in your business. You will have ideas. That's what Paul is saying. He said whatsoever. So it's on the what Paul said here. That whatsoever you sow, you shall also read that. He said that's only his what he will reap. So sow your time. People will create time for you. Sow your energy. People will zealously go after the things that concern you. Whatsoever a man sows, that only will he reap. Then in verse 8, it tells us about where we sow. Because it says, for who sows to his own flesh. Look at the brackets from the Amplified Version. It says, lower nature, sensuality. You know, I told you that flesh is your own thing. Not necessarily bad, just your own thing. Just your own agenda, just your own ambition. So it says, for he who sows to his own flesh. So it shows you where you sow what. So if you use your creativity... For your own self to advance your own sensuality your own lower nature okay get what is that he said you will from the flesh reap decay you will from the flesh reap ruin you will from the flesh reap destruction was paul writing this to believers very well is to the believers the galatians we are christians so paul is saying that if you give your time for yourself these are the things that you discover decay ruin and destruction and how many children of God have destroyed them, their self, have destroyed their lives, destroyed their businesses, okay? Destroyed their marriages because they were only living for themselves. But he said, he who sows to the Spirit, who chose the better investment, who chose to sow it in the Spirit, 
in the things of God, in the will of the Spirit. He said you will reap from the Spirit eternal life. Now, eternal life does not mean you do not have eternal life. He's saying that what you will reap will proceed from the kingdom because the kingdom is eternal life. Okay, so you will reap from the kingdom things that are eternal, things that we endure, things that your children, children will benefit from, things that will be spoken in the in time to come. People will not know what has happened. People will not know what you've done. People will not know how you've labored. People will not know what you've given. But your children and your children, it will keep speaking on their behalf. That's why he said, he said with, from the Spirit, from the Spirit, reap eternal life. Okay, there are things that pertain to God. There are things that will be given to you. There are things that you will receive. Things that no man will take away. Both natural and spiritual. Things that no man will take away from you. Things that money could not do. Things that your own time could not do. Things that your own creativity could not do. Things that your own access to people could not do. Those are the things that you get. So your principle, where are you putting it? Spirit or flesh? Put it in flesh, decay, ruin and destruction. Put it in the spirit, it's eternal life. You keep growing in the things of God. You keep knowing better. You keep living quality lives. And you keep abounding on your own accounts. That all your needs are supplied. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Whew. Hallelujah. What an awesome thing for us. What a great privilege for us. And lastly, Paul said this. Let no man lose heart and grow weary and faint in acting nobly and doing right for in due time and at the appointed season we shall reap if we do not loosen and relax our courage and faith so if you do this consistently it's not something that you do once a while what Paul was saying in verse 9 okay let me try to capture it from verse 7 He's simply saying that what you sow, where you sow it, and how you do it. Verse 7 answers the question of what. Verse 8 answers the question of where. Verse 9 answers the question of how. So verse 9 is telling you that your consistency matters. Okay? If you do not grow weary, if you do not faint, if you do not get tired, if you don't get exhausted, there is an appointed time. There's a due season of reward that is going to come. Okay? Only if you do not lose out. Only if you don't say, I was doing it consistently at one point. Along the line, I just stopped. No, 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 no. The what, the where, the how is very, very crucial in giving. What are you giving? Your time, your resources, your creativity. Where are you sowing it to? You are sowing it to the Spirit. How are you supposed to sow what and where? You are supposed to do it consistently. That's how you do it. Consistently. Many people do not reap the benefit because they stopped along the way. Some people who were given to the church because things happened because probably they, there was an accusation um, with a man of God and someone said that, oh, I, can't, I, I will just stop giving. Were you actually giving it to the man so that the man can reward you in, to begin with? Of course not. Your reward is coming from the Lord. And for your own benefit, it's better that man does not reward you so that they can give room for God to reward you. So if you've had some accusation, oh, there are many scandals in the church. They just want to steal our money. Okay, if the word of God is taught the way that I teach you now, nobody is trying to steal your money. This is your Christian responsibility towards ministries, towards ministers. 
and you don't have to faint. It does not amount whatever news is flying. Keep doing what you are doing. It's not other people's hearts that the Lord is looking at. He's looking at your own heart. It's not your own mistakes and flaws that God is looking. God is looking at your own heart. That's why the Bible says that do not deceive yourself. Don't allow the devil use scandals to deceive you. Don't allow the devil use fake news and gossips okay, about men of God, about ministries to deceive you. Okay, don't entertain it. Okay, but rather seek an occasion to do what the Lord has asked you to do. Just keep doing it for the kingdom. Do it as an expression of your faith towards God. Doing it as an expression of your love because you love His work, you love His kingdom. Remember what David said in First Chronicles chapter 29 I have set my affection over the house of God. Today, the house of God is the body of Christ. Set your affection over the household of God. That's what matters. That's what is important. Set your affection over the people of God. Love the people of God. Then when you love them consistently, then you will give consistently. Instead of your giving decreasing, it will be increasing. As the Lord elevates you, that elevation is telling in the church. The work of God is elevated. The preaching of the gospel is advanced. The materials and resources that we need to advance the gospel keeps increasing in your elevation. In your prosperity, the church prospers. That's what we are talking about. So Paul eventually runs that up and said, As we have therefore opportunity, there will be opportunity in giving in your local church. There will be opportunity in the lives of people. He said, as we have opportunity. That's the same word Paul said unto the Philippians. He said that you, not that you didn't want to give, but you didn't have the opportunity. So just like an investment is an investment opportunity, giving also to support the work and the ministry is an opportunity. There will be time when people will, will say in the church, okay, there is a need. That's an opportunity. When a man of God says that, oh, you know, we have to do this and we don't have, that's an opportunity, okay? When there's a brother or sister and you see that, oh, they are not dressing very well and doing well, that's an opportunity. So as occasion and opportunity open up to us, let us do good morally to all people, but not only being useful or profitable to them, but also doing what is for their what spiritual good and advantage. Be mindful to be a blessing. Oh, hallelujah. Be mindful to be a blessing, especially to those of the household of faith, those who belong to God's family, with you, the believers. It is very clear. He said, be mindful. Always put it at your consciousness. Let that mind be in you. Always be a blessing. Go to church on Sunday, be a blessing. Be a blessing to people. Be a blessing to your community, the local church. Be a blessing to other people. Let people see your life and say, this is a blessing. To those of the household of faith, those who belong to God's family with you, the believers. Whew, hallelujah. Praise be unto God. We thank God for his words, for his truth. And I trust that you've been blessed. My name is Paul Aremolua.